my mom is a is a writer like a like a you know she used to write poetry a lot um my dad got one of them like mean uh johnny cash type voices you know when he sings the arabic stuff so for me it was just like it was just like watching impromptu jam sessions welcome to the gift of failure podcast the show that asks one simple question what has failure taught you and what can you do with that failure to learn join me as i sit down with global icons leaders from all walks of life to explore how they have used their experiences to evolve into greatness. Let's dive in. Look, today we have not only one of the most special human beings that I believe is in the entire hip hop music industry. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of him myself for years and years. He's Grammy award winning, Oscar winning, Oscar nominated, you know, crazy amounts of streams. Jay-Z will tell you that he's, you know, one of the greatest rappers ever to touch a microphone. And what's even more astonishing is English is his second language. Most people couldn't do what he does as a first language. He's done it as a second language. Uh, please help me introduce one of the most special people, Belly. Thank you so much for blessing us for being on the show today. Man, thank you. Thank you. That was that was amazing. Well, look, I I wish I could say more. I would just keep talking about you, to be honest. But, you know, look, you know, I love to hear and I think everybody else would, you know, there's so much power in in vulnerability and so much of the culture, you know, this whatever social media, whatever is so I mean, it's all cap. We know what it is. Everybody's trying to flex on something. And I come from a world where true men can be vulnerable and that's a true power of strength and what i've seen about you is that you have so much courage to share these cultures and talk about mental health and talk about these serious issues um with so much grace so i would love for you to just tell us a little bit how you came from palestine how you got to canada like how did like how did this happen because your your life was not one that like is almost unfathomable how you have got here to where you are. And I know this is just the beginning of your career. You have a lifetime to share with us. Could you, so could you um, kind of start with that and share a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, again, thank you, man. And to, you know, uh, for, for all the kind stuff you said, like it's still uh, amazing to me that I could even be in these type of uh, conversations. Um, you know, for me, being being Palestinian um, was was something that motivated me and 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 always gave me power and and, um, and it made me want to do, you know, something. It, it wanted, you know, made me want to channel something that I felt, everything that I felt, into something, and um, you know, just tell a story and not necessarily just that story. Um, just be able to channel all the darkness into something better, you know. And, um, you know, I think I think being um, being Palestinian to me is more about the love. And I know people, you know, always want to hear about, you know, the, the, the struggles and all that. But, you know, for me, my earliest childhood memories are, um, you know, my uncles playing instruments on the roof and, you know, my aunts and uncles singing together. And, you know, that's I, and I think that's probably where I fell in love with music. So. It's so so that was in your so the music was a part of like your family 
culture in some regard, not necessarily this genre, but was, was, were people musical around you in general? Is that where you got, you know, learn like the rhythm, like, I mean, it's the basic mechanics of, and loving music. Is that where it came from? Yeah, it was like, it was, it was crazy. It wasn't like any classically trained uh, musicians. Uh, you know, my mom is a, is a writer, like a, like a, you know, she used to write poetry a lot. Um, my dad got one of them like mean, uh, Johnny Cash type voices, you know, when he sings the Arabic stuff. So for me, it was just like, it was just like watching impromptu jam sessions just go down. Like we would just literally be on the roof and, you know, the hookahs would come out and this, <laughs> I love this before it. it was popular here, by the way, this is years ago but um you know and, and that's that's those are like my earliest memories you know and, and those are those are the ones i like to hang on to like you know there, there's obviously some darkness and, and all that but well tell me it. what that tell me what that means because you're such a, a man of have so much grace and so much gratitude tell me about what you mean by that darkness tell me the stuff that was dark because i know you're a man of light and you know dark is the absence of light you know, right. dark is actually not a thing, right? And so tell right. me what you mean by, tell me some things to you, what were dark and how you made them light. Uh, I mean, as a kid, it was it was just um, trying to adjust to a new life, to a new world, new society. Um, you know, I tell a story all the time, but like, uh, like seeing a microwave for the first time. What? When was, yeah, how, it, old, how old were you? Yeah, uh, I was probably like maybe like six or seven years old. You saw a microwave the first time you were six or seven years old. Yeah, I, I was in yeah in Canada, and like we couldn't believe it. And honestly, for the longest time, we used to clown it. We used to be like, Man, you just turn turn the stove on and just put on whatever you want on the stove. Like, what the hell is this thing? You know? And then eventually, we were like, no, okay, one minute, one minute and a half to cook something. That's no, okay, that, that, that's that fire. Time, you know. Um, it's funny. I don't, I don't, I don't use a microwave no more. So, you know, you don't use circuit. microwave no more. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't use my microwave. I, f I feel you, but I, I gotta assume you got one in the house though, right? Yeah. I almost had a tinfoil hat on for the, for the <laughs> 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 you know, so let me ask you a question. Obviously, you know, I'm really interested like in craft, you know, a lot of people don't know about me that I was an English major before, you know, before I became an attorney and then kind of got into my business a little bit. That's so, awesome. so, so I love, I love, you know, just literature. I'm a big reader and whatever. And your pen is just fucking dummy. And so like, Thank what you. is Thank like, like, where did that come from? So are you more of uh, like you writing your head? Are you writing more with the pen? Like, what does your craft look like? Because it's so ridiculous that like where does that come from you know like i for me i'd love to give myself credit you know for it and be like yeah this is this is all me but i actually said something recently and i said i i, I write it all down when the angels speak like i feel like if there's the right energy in the room and there's there's the right feeling that's what's writing it, you know i'm just a vessel i'm 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 allowing it to come through me you know but um if the energy's not there, like if, if, if that special spark, and it doesn't mean like the energy has to be like, hey, we're clinking glasses and having a having a party. Like it could be a different type of energy, right? And, and there's power in both of those. But um, if that if, if, if an energy doesn't exist in the room or, 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 or there's like clashing energies in a room, uh, I won't be writing none of that. You know, it's not going to happen. 
Like, like the voice that needs to speak through me won't even exist in a room like that. I mean, middle finger plus thumb because I stay snapping, right? That's right. That's right. A lot of people missed that, man. I was kind of mad about that. Uh, but by the way, the real ones did not. And I, I'm a, I'm a hip hop head, bro. When I heard that shit, I went. I was like, hold on, what did that man just say? <laughs> like no, that was what that that was raw. And that L.A. leakers thing was just that that long that long bread with the baguettes line too was out out of fucking control. Just Thank FYI. You, but but you know what what I love is you know to me like you're almost like the Walt Whitman of rap in the sense that it's so lyrical. But you you have a way of not like letting substance and storytelling. It's not a pun- like even though there's the punchlines in there that are coming. How do you craft those stories? Because it's so hard in this day and age of this you know mumble rap world, which there's a place for. It. There's a lot of greats out there, little baby, and you know all these guys kind of doing it, but when I hear you, you know, and I'm a, I'm a lot older. I'm the old guy in the room now. Like I grew up on Nas and on Biggie. Um, and I just yeah, hear too. big and I hear Biggie in, in, in the way that some, in some of the cadence is a little bit. And I hear the intellect sure. of a Nas or a, or a, or a Talib, but you don't jeopardize the story for lyrics. And that's like, I, it's so rare. Like Cole can do that Thanks. in a way, but can you walk me through like that craft a little bit of how, like, cause you are a, a true storyteller. Like you never you. jeopardize that even in freestyles. Am I missing something? But like that's how I, no, I no, listen to I, absolutely, it. Absolutely. I think I think that's that's the part of it that intrigued me probably the most when I was falling in love with it, you know, uh with, with, with hip hop and rap and just words in general and just, just like you know, how you said just literature in general. Like, you know, if I see something beautiful anywhere in words, I'm like, wow, that's, I wish I would have thought of that, you know. Um but I think I think the way I approach writing lyrics comes from um studying Biggie, right? Like, you know, Biggie was the type of guy that uh, you could play any type of beat and he, and he'll take you there. Any mood, any, and to me, he's, I know a lot of people know he's one of the greatest storytellers, but to me, he, he's the greatest storyteller. He just didn't get enough time to tell all the stories that he would have told, you know? So I know Biggie, you know, or I feel like Biggie's a huge bit of huge influence in your life. And I heard a rumor that seems so unbelievable that you have to verify for me, but did you actually teach yourself English while listening to Ready to Die? Yeah, yeah. I Is was that in true? The, I was in the phase of learning English when I got that album. Um, oh, my God, bro. You're and, different. And yeah, You're was, just different. One of the best things that ever happened to me, you know, like, and, and you know, like I said, be one of the greatest storytellers, if not the greatest storyteller to me of all time. And um, I learned a lot of that. I learned a lot from Hove, obviously. Um, a lot from Big Pun, a lot from Eminem. Um, you know, I, ha- I had a lot of influences. I was I was lucky that, you know, the, 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 the phases that took place in my life was like, I was like just getting uh, classic after classic to learn from, you know, and that's, that's really what it was. And I, and I had such an infatuation for like for the language for the words for everything that um it was something new to me i didn't even know how to speak the language but so so it made me want to learn what everybody was talking about it just sounded so amazing to me i wanted to learn everything so um you know snoop dog doggy style was like one of the first albums that uh 
my older brother actually brought that home. And that's how I heard that, you know? So I think like all these classic albums kind of shaped the way like I approach doing something. I'm like, no, I, I, this has to be, you know, I know I'm not gonna make nothing that's on that level because that's in an era that's just different than anything that we do. You know I, I, mean? I, I got to respectfully disagree because some of the you stuff know? that you, I mean, <laughs> my God, like, I mean, you're I'm a very I'm humble a, man. I'm always believed that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always believed that. Cause like those, you know, they, they just lived in a different time and, and existed in a different space. But, um, uh, in my own world, I know I can create something like that. And those will definitely be the blueprints that I use to do that. You know? Yeah. No pun intended with that bl blueprint line. And, 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 but you know, but what is it? KRS already, already made an album called blueprint. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, don't, it don't matter. The blueprint to me, blueprint one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. By the, by the yeah, way, pop, 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 pop and tags. It. We had, we had killer Mike on here. Who's, you know, who's just a dear friend and a beautiful soul. And I still go back to pop and tags, old Kanye beat before Kanye was even rapping. And, uh, that's still one of those, uh, extra, extra classics, you know, man, yeah, sure. like one thing that I've heard you talk about before, you know, you've been very open with this kind of mental health epidemic that is kind of going on. Tell me what you see in like your world and like how you feel about what's going on with that. Because I know that's something that, you know, I've heard you talk about in really profound ways. Um, man, you know, every day, every day, uh, mission, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's like, you know, um, just kind of remembering what I got into this for and remembering that, that, that love, you know, and, and that drives me. And uh, for a long time, I think what, what led me into like a dark place with my mental health was obviously like a bunch of events that took place uh, at the same time. But at the same time, it was like music to me was becoming something that like wasn't feeling therapeutic to me no more. It wasn't like solving that thing, you know, and it was do, like, do you mind sharing like a, one specific thing that, that was a dark or a big challenge and maybe something that you learned from that? Like yeah um i mean separation for me um being when i moved to la about six years ago you know um i'm away from family i'm away from friends i'm away from everybody yeah. you know and, and you know losing people along the way and, and and not being able to be there for big days and big situations and you know that type of thing and then even worse becoming desensitized to that you know and even worse expecting people to to be okay with it, you know? Damn. Because like, oh, I'm on this mission. And then, you know, you realize life is short, man. You go, you know, you, you blink your eyes and, and miss moments that you wish you never missed. So I think I just had to take time and just come to terms with the fact that I need balance and everything, you know? And and good. And you think it's good that you learn that at that point in your career? Like, do you seal that as, you know, there's an old saying, man plans, God laughs, right? You know, and so like, do you think that that was the right time for you to go to that place so that now as you're, you know, going to this massive level of success, which is now completely inevitable for anybody that has a brain that's watching you, you know, is that do you think that was the right time for that? I mean, for me, there's never a right time to be there. And that's why I speak about okay. it. I don't I, I like I want to get somebody before they fall into it, you know. And, and if I'm helping people out of it, God bless, you know, but I, I, I want to get people to understand that, like, you know, it, it gets to a point where 
things really either make you or break you. You know, you got to decide what type of person you are. You got to make the decision, you know, you type to be broken. You know, if you are, hey, maybe you need to take that and use that and then come back and do what you need to do. But for me, I just couldn't feel broken no more. I had to take these situations and use everything that was coming my way to make myself stronger, you know, to make myself bulletproof. And, you know, it's just, like I said in the beginning, it's an everyday mission. Every day I'm working on it. Every day I'm trying to think of things that'll um, not only make me better as a person, but just make me feel better every day and, and you know, um, help me find happiness. And if I can't find it in one place, I'm, I'm at least now looking at other avenues and I'm always, you know, thinking about what I could do to just be better every single day and every you know, way. One of the, one of, so I'm half Iranian. Okay. And so, and I, I speak, I speak Farsi and my mother is German. I was born here. was born here in the States, you know, so there's Salam, you know, Salam my brother, <laughs> my brother, you know, we have, we have some mutual friends that, you know, in the, in the family that will speak some, some, uh, some Farsi with us, but you know, we were, we were brothers only a couple thousand years ago. So there's a lot That's of cultural right. stuff, right. but do, do you feel any cultural pressure at all, you know, for, you know, cause you're carrying the torch in, you know, for really a culture right now that unfortunately is experiencing so much turmoil and, I mean, the stuff that's going on that side of the world, I don't get into politics or any of that stuff. I have a tremendous admiration for what you did of walking off the show, knowing that, you know, there was a political figure that I won't say the name that uh, you didn't agree with. And as an American, as a person in America or whatever you want to say, you know, that could have been big notoriety for you. But you chose your ethics and your beliefs to say, I'm not doing this if, you know, this man is going to be a part of it. And I don't think people have the the guts to have that much integrity. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the integrity that you have? Cause that's what I feel mostly because I've never heard you not come correct. Sometimes I'm saying I need another belly record. I need another belly record, you know, like in that instance, but I know when it does drop, it's so fucking dummy that, you know, my head's going to blow up and that's no cap. That's the truth. Like I'm a hip hop head. Um, but you. you know, what was that hard for you to not do that to do that show or is it effortless truly like tell it like give me the real facts like was it like damn were you torn like fuck i want to get this like it's big notoriety my label's making me do it like what happened there Nah, it just wasn't gonna happen like from from the jump it just was not gonna happen you know my guy i mean that's yeah. you know i i gotta say something in a very selfish way i know you're a super busy man um, but would you, uh, would you bless us with a couple bars? Oh man. Um, the only reason I say, I, I hate to say no, man, but the only reason no, I, I say and, that, you know, is, is the only reason I say that is because I'm in the middle of actually working on something right now. You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of don't want to keep repeal. it in the ball. You got to keep it in yeah, the ball. Yeah, that's the only reason. Like if I had some Lucy's, trust me, I'd bust <laughs> I, I got you. I got to yeah. just, I said that selfishly, but you know what? You got to put that in the vault and I'll tell you the anticipation. I you. Once I have Every, the album cuts, I got something for you. Don't worry. And I'll tell you something, everybody that's listening, if he's saying that, that means there's some jewels that are going to be dropped. So you stay tuned for that record to come out. Yes, sir. You know, yes, I'll sir. ask you, I'll ask you one question and I'll, and I'll let you go. And again, like for me, this, 
means so much that you took this time because I am oh, truly, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Like I said, like I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a fan. I grew up in the era that you did and I've been very disenfranchised with some of the artists of the way the industry has gone a little bit. So like hearing you and the Coles and the Kendricks and the, you know, in, in, you know, coming out and coming with that real depth, that truth is so enlightening. And that little, that LA leakers is still like so fucking mind blowing. It's hey, crazy. Man, shout out to my man, my brother, just incredible. Sour man. Those are my brothers, man. You know shout I mean? out, you know, so I'll, I'll leave you with, I got one question for you that I ask everybody at the end is if there is one thing that you wish everybody in the world knew, what would it be? That your ego is your worst enemy. Damn, that's a bar. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that's, that's that's my and I, I ended off by saying that's really my my uh, the tree that I'm that I'm chipping away at. You know, kill the ego. You know well, by the way, I'm joining your club because God knows I'm doing the same thing, and I think a lot of people hearing this they need they need to hear that because if you solve that one. I think, you know, there'd be a lot less pain and suffering in the world. Belly, thank you so, so much for your time. And no, thank uh, you for having me, for real. Man, it's, it's, uh, the honor is ours and it's honor to our listeners. God bless you, brother. You have all my love, thank all my support. You, and I can't wait for those things to drop. I'll be the first one to hear them when they come. Thank you, man. Coming I'll, soon. Coming soon. I'll, We're almost ready. Let's fucking go. Let us know when it comes so we can tell everybody. <laughs> I got you. We'll be back. God bless you, brother. Take it easy. Sure. Thank you. You got man. it. Peace. Thank you for listening. To access the full scope of lessons, pre-order your own personal copy of the book, The Gift of Failure, currently available on Amazon and other platforms to come. Until next time, fail on, my friends. <laughs>